0: Langston Hughes was an American poet, novelist, and playwright whose African-American themes made him a primary contributor to the Harlem Renaissance of the 1920s. He was also a member of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. Articles hint that he enjoyed hazing and men. (laughs)
1: Langston Hughes was born on February 1st, 1902, in Joplin, Missouri. He published his first poem in 1921. He attended Columbia University, but left after one year to travel. His poetry was later promoted by Vachel Lindsay, and Hughes published his first book in 1926. He went on to write countless works of poetry, prose, and plays, as well as a popular column for the Chicago Defender. In
0: 1951, Hughes published one of his most celebrated poems, Harlem, What Happens to a Dream Deferred, discussing how the American dream falls short for African-Americans.
1: What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat, or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load, or does it explode? During the 1950s and
0: 1960s, he published countless other works, including several books from his simple series, English translations of the poetry of Frederico Garcia Lorca and Gabriela Minstrel, another anthology of his own poetry, and the second installment of his autobiography, I Wonder As I Wander.
1: On May 22nd, 1967, Langston Hughes died from complications of prostate cancer, a tribute to his poetry. His funeral contained little in the way of spoken eulogy, but was filled with jazz and blues music. That's what's up. Cute. It's a nice way to kick off black history. Shout okay. out to biography.com.
0: Yes, <laughs> for hooking us up with the word <laughs> biography. <laughs> Amen.
1: That's what's up. What's
0: Hi, it? everyone. Welcome. Or, are we jumping in? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> another week.
0: Another week. Welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast where you may not be Langston Hughes. But we'll never hang up on you. <laughs>
1: okay?
0: <laughs> I am P. Ryan. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I A M P R Y A N.
1: And I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole.
0: Find us both on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D, Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod.
1: Continue to send all your love, all your feedback to hunguppod at gmail.com you can also access us via email by clicking on the email link on our instagram page yeah and thank you guys so
0: much for your ratings keep them coming so we won't be basic (laughs) (laughs) find us on apple Podcasts, google play um, SoundCloud. Thank you for that comment. We got our first comment. Shout out.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, remember there was a comment like three months ago, right?
0: Like, remember that one?
1: <laughs> and the comment was like, laugh out loud or something. It was like something basic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay, so but we're we thank on to you our for it. second. Oh, it SoundCloud. Comment. Oh,
0: so we have to. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> but shout out to those ratings. Um, the ones on Apple Podcasts, especially. Um, we we appreciate that Because that's what's Going to get us featured That's what that's what's You know Going to get us out there A little bit more So Appreciate that's it right. you guys
0: Alright Thank you Thank y'all for being friends
1: <laughs> <laughs> Down the road And, and back, back You better sing it Eric.
0: Your heart is true
1: <laughs> You're a pal And, a, and a what I can't sing tonight Because of I was out in these No anime streets. We'll get to you that You came to sing Okay <laughs> I'm going to be frying fish tomorrow because (laughs) tonight I'm not going to make it. (laughs) Foolish. And you know what? Let's break the ice, y'all. We
0: have a live studio audience. People have come to watch us in full form. So we may have a little nerves, but they will disappear by the end of the show. Okay. All right.
1: (laughs) No no nerves. (laughs) Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, y'all? Thanks for hanging out. Yes. Thanks for hanging out.
0: We have, who do we have? Should we say your names?
1: You want to be a what nine? are you guys' names? <laughs> you oh, could be anyone tonight. You can make up a name if you, I'm you want I'm J Moe Instagram. J Mo on Instagram. Oh, one so, nine oh, so plug one, in. one We plug in. Yes, we're plugging the Instagram. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your Instagram? Julian
2: Amore. Julian.
0: Julia. Julian Amore on oh. Instagram. Oh. And last <laughs> He's but not least. He's self-titled. Okay. Self-titled. <laughs> <laughs> Julian Amore. <at> <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: That's more like it. Just,
1: and who do we have, last but not least? Sterly G, you already know. G, G on Instagram. A One full audience, fam. y'all. Amen. Yeah, we appreciate y'all for we being here. We appreciate y'all for being here. Supporting. This is, this is what we're talking about in the month of February. No, don't
0: fuck it
1: up. Okay. Wow. Don't be mediocre, which was a theme at the conference. We'll get to that.
0: Was it? Yeah. I must have missed that presentation. <laughs> 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 okay. But anyway, how was your week, though?
1: My week, wow. My week, my, week was, my week was good. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. You haven't. So it, it's nice to be back yes. in the presence of the people. It's nice um, to be back in your presence, <laughs> You make me smile. Um, but it, it was a pretty dope week um, besides Eagles winning the game and the Chicago trip. We'll get to both of those in a few. Absolutely. Um, I, had, I had a great week. I, unfortunately, I came across some really disappointing information this week.
0: Water.
1: So, as you know, I enjoy burning oils and, like, those wax melts that you can buy in the store. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. This was, like, Go devastating ahead. news, Go right? Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, for those listening or for those who care, I prefer the cashmere woods. They're made by Glade. Um, I really fucks with those. It's like an oak and vanilla scent. Okay, th- th- those that's 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 what I fuck with. So I have a oil diffuser, and I have you know those little things you can buy to to burn to burn your oils, right? So and I and I kind of go back and forth. I pretty much shop on Amazon for my oils. Um, I've skipped around a little bit. Right now, I have a full set. Um, it's called Laguna Moon, um, and you know, like sometimes you come in and before we record. <laughs> I'll you put on the pop oils. over my box and me. I'll be like, all right, wh- what is the mood that we're feeling? Mm-hmm. So, um, if anybody listening has any recommendations for oils, please email or tweet the show. I would really appreciate it. But the devastating <laughs> news that I found out was that uh, oils can be actually pretty toxic for dogs. And one of the oils <laughs> that
2: look <laughs> <like>, toxic. <laughs>
1: And one of the oils that I that are really toxic for dogs that I found out was really bad for them is tea tree oil. It's one of the worst ones.
0: And that's the one we've been blowing up.
1: And that's the one
0: <laughs> <laughs> you tried, You killed your dog. I'm,
1: I'm thankful that Tristan. You almost still sent him here to glory. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like I don't know what I would have done. You know, and and the thing is like. People that have reported, like, accidents with their dogs, like, they're just sick and you don't really know why, right? Because over time, the oils just kind of, like, fuck their systems up or whatever. So, for the folks out there who enjoy burning oils, um, there are some oils out there that are safe for dogs and that could be quite... Um, Therapeutic. So, if you're into it, you can definitely Google it. Um, I Googled it and I came across um, lemongrass oil, um, lavender, that's also a really um, favorite scent um, that I have. Cedarwood, not really big on that one. Um, Citrus oil, frankincense, um, spearmint, not really into those, but um, there's a really small class of oils that are like really cool and, and safe for dogs. So, that was traumatizing, <laughs> but um, some good information for pet owners out there because I didn't know. So maybe you don't know. We didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> know. It was traumatizing, but there's
0: a praise in that story because your dog could have been He's dead. Alive. It could have been him in somebody's <laughs> casket.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm mad So Tristan is here with us uh, Patrick's here with us We have a live audience tonight Everybody's here with us And my tea tree oil didn't kill anybody Yeah,
0: You can give that to me Because I have a diffuser as well
1: And no dog I will give that to you Okay Matter of fact mm-hmm. Okay we're intentional in 2018 Okay, okay? So I'm Look at Eric giving over. me this tea
0: tree oil God provide <laughs> Hallelujah
1: Thank you <laughs> Yes, get that tax to- out of my house. <laughs> um, but besides that very good week, I, I filed my taxes. So for, for those of y'all out there that have gotten your W-2s, most of us should have gotten our W-2s by now. Just so you know, the IRS just started accepting tax returns and processing. So you know that's Always good to know because we can submit tax returns all day, but until the IRS actually starts processing them, they just gonna sit there. So shout out to the IRS. We trying to get our coin. Nice. Well um, you
0: filed, but did you get your refund? No. Okay. <laughs> Let me know when so we can go shopping. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um what else? This week I in homeboy who's here with us tonight, he can attest. Um like,
0: Which one? There's three. We got full Destiny's Child here. J-Mo, Is it Beyonce, Kelly, Beyonce. or Michelle? J Mo.
1: Beyonce, Michelle.
2: And Kelly. You so it's Kelly. Me Thank you didn't be fairer. I'm you. Fairer?
1: And <laughs> you know, I'm we so actually crazy.
0: will get to Destiny's Child in today. Okay, see, okay. everything fits.
1: Everything has full a place. Full circle. <laughs> Jayden, next to Y'all, I got caught up. Um, shout out to y'all. Um, most recent episode this week. And they spent about an hour talking about this show that comes on We. It's called Love After Lockup.
0: That was a hilarious episode.
1: I It was. Yeah. So, shout out to them. Um, but they rant and raved about this show. So, I had to check it out myself. <laughs> you watched it? So, just so y'all know, if y'all listening, I'm on uh, episode five. No, 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 no. I think it's only four so far, four. right? Yep. It's four. And so, the fifth one um, will be airing soon. Yo, that show is just like crazy. If anybody out there um, is just looking for something to be entertained by <laughs> love after lockup um it's about these people who got connected with folks who are on the lockdown and they have these full full-blown relationships and then when they come out of prison you kind of get to see things unfold and that's where the magic happens <laughs> so um if you all haven't checked that out it comes on we and it's called love after lockup and uh Shout out to Jaden team for the recommendation. Nice. How, how about you? How are you, man?
0: I've been great. So, typical week, school, work, that whole jazz. But I will say, remember, like, in our beginning episodes, we kind of talked about our experiences with the church. And I basically talked about how I'm wearing a scarlet letter at church and how they ostracize me. <laughs> well...
1: Oh, yes. I remember that. A while ago,
0: I was dethroned as music minister at my church, and the crown was given to my assistant, right? Well, after a year of kind of like going through the whole music minister process, my girl realized that it was some bullshit, and there's a lot of bullshit you have to put up with. So in this new year, she's like, I'm not doing this no more. Literally in this week, I got two calls asking if I'd be interested in taking up the position again. And so that was just an interesting twist in my life. So let me just make
1: sure I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was once taken from you, you're now asked to please come back and help us. They tried to restore it. But I said,
0: God bless you. Okay. And I'll pray that somebody fills the position because it won't be me. Okay.
1: And all roads led right back to you.
0: Okay. Well, it didn't lead to me because there was a roadblock.
1: Well, I mean, they're asking you to come back. Oh. Right?
0: Yeah. And I denied it twice. If they ask a third time, oh, be so you, you told them no? I said no, okay, thank okay, you. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, and I wish them a lovely part. day in the Lord. So <laughs> that was my week out
1: here. That felt good, you as well, watch- didn't it?
0: No, it just felt regular.
1: It felt right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, sorry.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you were watching what? Love and Lockup. I, I was watching Grace and, Fa- uh, Grace and Frankie. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> my much, new favorite a show. Bit,
1: um, while we were in Chicago. Yeah.
0: Mm. And so that was my week. Yeah. Oh. So let's not waste any more time. We said we were going to talk about our Chicago trip. Yeah. Let's jump into it. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with how we got there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, on an airplane. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was delivered to Chicago. At approximately uh, 8.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Friday morning, okay. last Friday, after the turbulence had us dangling 37,000 feet in the air, and we were just rocking and up, rolling.
0: You shut up in the morning and shook.
1: I was shook. You were- <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just like, I, I, all right, y'all, I, confession, I don't fly a lot. So, you know, with the whole, like, pressure thing, right? No one told me that you can just literally... Hold your nose and, like, push the pressure out of your head. I had to figure that out on my own. Why didn't no one tell me that?
0: I don't think I've ever experienced pressure.
1: You don't get the pain in your head, Mm-mm. like, when the plane is landing or taking off, Mm-mm. when the pressure changes?
0: No, sir. No? Hmm.
1: <laughs> well, for those of you that do, <laughs> act like you're blowing your nose and the pressure will go right out your head. But be careful, because it will come out and it's going to hurt.
0: Well, I'm glad you got there safe, okay? My ass almost got arrested on my flight and
1: tell the people why
0: okay so first of all okay i would <laughs> like to say that i know i'm not the only person who did not know you can't carry your own alcohol on the flight and drink it
1: and you know carla and you beth are... back there
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i am not the only person first of and all the
1: thing is like carla and beth back there they're ready so
0: that's the first question right
1: our audience asked
0: how did i get it on the airport, right, or on the airplane. If the bottle got on the plane, I must be able to drink it. First of all, the menu on the plane says one little glass of alcohol is six seven dollars. So I was like, hell no. Before I got to the airport, I went to the liquor store and got me a bottle for a dollar and forty nine cents, right? Got on the plane, made it through, popped open my bottle, asked them for some tonic water, and made me a Ciroc apple and tonic, right? So I throw the little bottle away when the air hostess is coming down the lane, right? The guy is a white gay male, so you know that's like top-notch white walker. So they're just out for blood when it comes to us, right? So he looks at the bottle, and he's just like, sir, I just want you to know you can't do this. So I was like, "Okay, bitch. I'm sorry, right? Then he proceeds to get louder, and he's like, actually, it's a felony, and other stewardess people, whatever you want to call it, air hostess, would be much harder. And I'm just sitting there, not only shook, because I'm like, my ass is going to jail today, right? <laughs> I'm just like, why is this so extra? Why is all this going on? How did this happen? And how did I, get the, how did I not know that alcohol cannot be brought on the plane? Just, oh.
1: like just like I didn't know you could blow the pressure out your head. True. You had to, you had to find out. But my, my ass I be flying regularly, so,
0: so I don't have an excuse. But it's fine. I'm glad to not be in a jailhouse. That's probably why you me.
1: didn't have an issue with the pressure. You, you fly on a regular basis. Oh, okay. I thought So you're you probably it. used to it. I was
0: too preoccupied with getting locked up, but like.
1: I'm glad you didn't get locked up. Yeah. Um, when you told me the story, at first I was just kind of like, Patrick, why would you do that? <laughs> but then I thought about it and it was just like, okay, I could see how someone would feel like. What's the problem with this? I didn't Especially see the. I still you, don't see the problem. You got it through security, mm-hmm. and Lord knows when I was going through security. And that's another thing with security; they'll let you go with one thing at one airport, and then at a different airport, they're trying to check you or they're trying to stop you. And the rules are not always; they're not applied the same. So, like, they got me because I had water in my book bag. They let your Mad Dog Twenty Twenty go. Uh, uh-uh, uh nobody was drinking Mad Dog. So, uh- it was rock <laughs> Apple, for the record. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) So if you can get the mad dog in, what's wrong with my water? But anyway. I was hurt. And I still don't see the issue. But at least you got it done. And it wasn't like you had to throw that out. You were able to finish that bottle.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just this little tiny small one.
1: So it was like a miniature? A miniature. Okay, okay. Literally the
0: plain size.
1: So they were mad because they wanted to sell you that miniature. For $6. That's really okay. what, what he was upset so about. So because
0: during Black History Month, I decided to be a visionary. They're going to call it a felony? Okay, bye,
1: girl. He got loud. Actually. He really did. And I just looked at him like, okay. I guess the difference between actually and what's real is that I'm not going to get locked up. Not today. So Could you imagine? Shout out to him.
0: Me calling you from the jailhouse?
1: In-house, out-house. <laughs>
0: So yeah, we got to Chicago in one piece.
1: We did. It was cold. It was cold. The first night it was cold because it was like seven degrees. Mm -hmm. Um, But the weather was decent for the rest of the weekend. It was like in the 30s. Um, It snowed pretty heavy on Sunday. Um, But I had a ball.
0: I had a great time. And I think the highlight of my time was actually the conversation that we had. Yeah. Right? So Eric and I... We're at the Association of Black Sexologists, Clinicians and Therapists. Um, We were supposed to host a panel discussion, but literally in the midnight hour, right before we were about to present, we were like, nah bitch, let's make this a circle discussion. We closed out the conference with a dope conversation about um, black masculinity and how we raise our boys to not embrace their emotions. And I thought that was such a beautiful conversation and I think the responses that we got were super dope. Do you remember anything from it that like stuck out to you?
1: Yeah, the uh, representation of the generations in the room, I thought was pretty Mm -hmm. dope for that, especially for that type of conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, guys, before we started our topic, um, I want to just say that it was just great to be around um, so many um, black men and black women, um, just embracing sex, embracing our bodies, talking about also like culture and how like uh, music. you know, informs forms or, in, you know, um, influences. <laughs> different things. Um, even our children, like how we raise our children, a lot of different things came up. Um, Issa, they talked about Issa's show. They mm-hmm. kind of like picked it apart. Yeah. Um, some things I thought were a little unfair, but it was just, it made for a conversation, Absolutely. right? So the age, and the generation, um, representation in the group was dope. So we're talking about how toxic masculinity um, has impacted um, not only the psychological and the social and the emotional development of men, but what does that mean? Like, how does how do men navigate the society um, somewhat broken, right? Not having the space to kind of unpack these things. We had, like I said, black men, black women, but we had young, we had you know, a more seasoned, older Young crowd, and yeah. right, and and then we had a little bit, you know, in between, mm-hmm. and so that was one of the things that I remember standing out in that conversation, that me and you really only got about three questions asked, Yeah, like, mm-hmm. we literally asked about three questions, and then the group just kind of took ran the conversation and ran with it, so it was, it was
0: dope, yeah. One thing that kind of stuck out to, stuck out to me. Ooh, can't talk um, is one participant in the discussion, and he was talking about how he was raised to not embrace his emotions, and that's how he raised his sons. And he justified it by saying that, like, in a way, he's teaching resilience, and he was taught resilience to kind of navigate this white world or navigate like you know the job field where people aren't going to coddle your emotions but i love how like the group at large came to kind of the understanding that in in teaching a black man to suppress his emotions okay. you're not really teaching resilience you're teaching avoidance right. which doesn't really help you thrive at all right, right. it hel- it forces you to kind of not pay attention to all these things building up until it comes to a head, and then you're dealing with all sorts of negative outcomes, which can include, you know, poor mental health. So, I don't know. I thought it was a really dope discussion. I think this conversation also taught me that, like, we can do so much more than what we're doing, right? Oh, yeah. So it it kind of, like, inspired me to just, like, dream big and to just be like, let's go after this. Let's go after that. Because there's so much potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what
1: I mean? Um Something that came up in this conversation, I thought was great too, was in acknowledging that how we raise our sons to be tough, right, mm-hmm. and not to cry and be a man. There's also this balance where, especially black fathers, and I'm sure black mothers, um, especially single black mothers, can relate that there's like this balance because you still have to prepare this young black man for this world mm-hmm. that's going to be very unforgiving yeah. and. You know, the, the the middle of the conversation was kind of like, how do you do that? Like, how do you balance the two? What did you What did you take away from that? So one more time, how do you balance
0: which two? One.
1: How do you balance preparing this young black man for this jungle mm-hmm. without crushing him emotionally and creating mm-hmm. this toxic masculinity? That's
0: I really think just like nurturing his his feelings and his emotions and. I think one lady had said this that in nurturing your emotions right and in helping your child or your son in particular like advocate for himself and kind of assert himself and say I am feeling this way when this happens I am feeling that way when that happens is kind of teaching you to be stronger right Mm. rather than suppressing that emotion because suppressing that emotion is not strength
1: Right. Acknowledging your emotions, Acknowledging strength, it, right?
0: right? And learning how to deal with the outside world while holding on to that emotion right. is true strength.
1: Yeah. And that's really how we closed the conversation out, was like, how can we do better? And that was one of the recommendations. Yeah. Turn that thing around. Right. You know, Turn the w- wig around. Turn it around and, and do something different, so mm-hmm. that way you can get a different outcome. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
0: Now, yeah. after our discussion, right, it was nightfall. So it was time to what? Turn up. So you, me, and a couple of the presenters decided to have some libations, and um, we decided to kind of do a mini podcast episode with them where we asked them kind of what they took from this conference and um, just various other questions. So we have a little treat for you guys. We wanna share with you a clip um, from that little meetup. Nice. Enjoy, and excuse the (laughs) drunkenness,
1: it was a real (laughs) night.
0: You deserve you to, to be punished for names. what you did to Candy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, candy. Yeah. No?
1: Are you doing a skit?
0: Yeah, that was my mini skit because I don't have one.
1: Okay. okay.
0: Hey y'all. As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at IAMPRYAN. Um I'm... We are giving the people an episode
1: <laughs> I don't care. What's up, Even guys? if it's
0: five minutes. Okay, go ahead.
1: What's up, you guys? It's Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cole.
0: (laughs) Isn't it sexy? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Eric has me wet every episode. (laughs) Let the people know. (laughs) So as you guys can tell, we have a little background noise. We are at the Black Sexologist, Clinicians, and Therapists Conference. And we wanted to give you guys a little something, even though it's probably going to be like one to five-ish minutes. um, Or maybe even a little more. No, say some wild stuff. No, tell us more.
2: (laughs) We be (laughs) fucking (laughs) out here, yo.
0: Really? If we could just do a round table, let's, let's all introduce ourselves. So we have Delisha from Afro Sexology. Oh my God.
3: Hi, I'm Delisha, the co founder of Afro Sexology.
0: Yes, Rafiella, we
4: love you. Who else do we have? I'm Shanta Blue from Blue Counseling and Wellness, also NJ Sex Therapist on Instagram.
0: Hey. Who do we have in the back? Hey, what's up, y'all, man? They can cannot hear you. <laughs> You're going to have
2: to come closer. Get to the
0: mic, brother. Lord Jesus. Not too close because it
2: picks up. Oh, what's up, everybody? My name my name is Jacola Simpson. Uh, I'm a therapist, and I'm with the Healing Hearts Institute.
5: Okay, and then this is Shar uh, Kemp. Um, I don't have a specific place that I'm with, but I'm here, and I'm ready.
1: Here <laughs> and ready, as we all
0: are.
5: Amen.
1: Last but not least.
5: I am Tia T, the Black Sex Therapist. You can find me on Instagram with that hashtag, and I also do sex therapy. In the Charlotte, North
0: Carolina area. Yes. That's what's up. Yeah. So we're just going to jump right into it because we've all had wine. This episode was truly brought to you by um, Andre, because we brought it back to undergrad. And then also Summer Low. So honestly, Eric and I just ha- wrapped an amazing presentation um, at the winter conference of the black Sexologists, clinicians, and therapists. It was conference. dope. It's a whole bunch of shit going on. I'm just not well. Um, and we had a great time. So we're still actually, having a good time. We're having a great time. And I think the conversation that we could have, even though it's not really conversation, I would love our participants to just share what they took from the conference, what they are going to apply to their practice coming up, and any final words that they have for everybody else. All right, guys. So what did you take away from the conference? Anyone? Anyone? Can I get one witness?
5: You can get a witness. Hi, Hallelujah! Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So from the conference, I think for me, I um, oh, oh. <laughs> I want to put my mouth on, and I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sorry.
5: Okay, do you want to hold it? Because so I really want to put it on my mouth. Okay, yeah, so this is what I said. This is,
1: this is pretty so,
5: awesome. um, I feel like from the conference, based on um, other presentations and things that I saw, is that we as clinicians and sexologists, we really need to have more of an open mind about things. Um, especially as far as, like, uh, black people from different cultures. So, um, you know, not just regular American, basic black people, but our black people. Yes, I'm sorry, we are she's 14. <laughs> she, said,
0: she said!
1: What she said. Yes,
5: thank you. But I mean, like, you know, because everyone lumps us into this whole thing. If you're black, then, you know, they seem to think that we all have the same values and the same backgrounds and things like that. But that's not the case. So I just um, thought about a lot of the different presentations. And, we definitely need to remember that just because you're black, it doesn't mean that you're the same. Sure. Yeah. You're not a monogram. Yeah, What's
0: no. the presentation that stuck out to you?
5: Uh, why would you ask me like that? Okay. <laughs> I was I did, no, no, i take it back. I did like the one about the music. I can't remember who presented. It. I think her name was Cherry, um, where she broke yeah, down the yeah, lyrics. Yeah. That, that spoke a lot that to me right, just yeah. because I really love um, music. Yeah. Um, and music is always a thing that kind of brings people together. So just breaking down those lyrics and looking at music was very interesting. And then she hit me to some new music that I had to download while we were here. That, was, uh, yeah, that, that was boyfriend was, song? Yeah, that boyfriend song. Oh, that was really good. I really like that. Um, I, I forgot who was by, but that was my song
3: for a minute. Um, uh, I think that's it, too, for so far. Anyone else? Yeah, okay. Sure. What's your question, again? What take from the Um... I love she black people. I
0: you.
3: love black people, and we are out here, and we are like <laughs> advocating <laughs> for sexual liberation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that close. It's fine. Um, I just I think that like I wish so many more black people are out here to know that we are here for y'all, and we yes. are like yes. talking about pleasure and kink and. Fantasy and play, and we are we are out here doing it, and we're not just talking about the shit that harms us. We're talking about the shit that we also. Can y'all crush? Do y'all curse Y'all, yeah. y'all yeah. also, I know, I know. I also like we're also here for the stuff that makes us feel good, and we believe in black joy and black pleasure and black happiness, and um, I I I want us to really unpack from the shame that we carry, yeah. and to really get to a place of like. Honestly, asking for what we want and saying what we need and feeling trusted that we can get it back. And I think this conference for me was really affirming that, like, there are black people out here who are asking for what they want and are getting it. And it was really, it was really beautiful. And I just want every, I want every black person to experience it, everyone to feel like they can, like, Say, this is what I need. This is what I want in my life, and that it's okay to do that. We don't have to just suffer. We don't have to just survive. We can thrive, and we were out here thriving, y'all, and having a good ass time thriving. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Unpack your shame. Do we have a choir here? Woo! Do we have vocals? Uh oh. Okay,
4: cool. Anyone else? Um, I took away just creating our own standards for how we want to live our lives and not trying to, of course, fit into some box that other people have prescribed for us, like, you know, whether, like... Oh, you're fat, so you can't, you know, dance. Or, oh, you know, you're too young to know anything about true love and relationships. Just creating your own standards and not being kind of held down in the sense that you create these negative thoughts about yourself and create this negative self-talk that you're not good enough and you're not worthy enough to experience certain types of pleasure, to have certain types of relationships, to be as creative and as like. Eccentric as you want to be, and I think it's cool that more Black people are just like, I'm gonna step outside and I'm gonna have purple hair (laughs) and I'm gonna, you know, wear like gauges in my ear or whatever the case may be. Like I'm not gonna be you know, that typical black American person that, you know, we're just always kind of stigmatized to be. So, I definitely loved it. And shout out to Dr. Lex who gave a great presentation. Oh my god, yes. Her, you know, brief modality was amazing and it, like, it gave me all types of feels in that workshop. So, I love it. Yes.
1: I really fucks with that because I feel like a lot of these insecurities we end up bringing into our bed rooms into our relationships before having an opportunity to unpack what the possibilities are I mean just sitting and talking with you like this is my first time being to a sexology conference and it's just like wow the amount of information that you get the the love and support that you see from other people and it's like you're encouraged to be wherever you're at whether that's you're trying to self-discover or there's something that's kind of like been on your heart that you just wanted to like get off like and
4: you leave these conferences so inspired yeah oh my god there are other people out here like me like me going through the same thing literally like me because we're black yes like Like, literally like you can see yourself in these people and like although you're coming from different backgrounds like you're still like finding a way to connect connect. yeah for
1: sure yeah this was dope this was dope What What about
4: about you? I'll go. Last but
0: certainly
5: (laughs) not least. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Her oh. hair. <laughs> so for this conference, I felt totally validated in my work and the things that I do. So we're here. I mean, we're black and we're sexy we're having sex and we're having good sex. Some of us. Yes. Well. Hallelujah.
1: Who One, way yeah. okay. One way or another. Okay. One way or another.
5: Good sex because it is obtainable. It's
1: <laughs> because I won't have him sit here and say that because.
5: <laughs> and I just feel like. The show that happened that last night and we're here to stay. We deserve a spot in the the forefront of sexuality. We deserve to be faces in the world of sexuality as well. We're here and we're representing Mm -hmm. and we'll continue to be here and we're going to grow and be stronger.
1: (laughs) We definitely should have that face because we create so many... From the sidelines, you know? Right. Like, we we are the shit. Like, we are what makes things pop and what makes things happen. So, usually people bite off of what we do. And then they just oh, recolor shit.
3: it. Oh, no. Most of the
1: time, right? And just recolor it and try to make it their own thing. So, I, I fucks with that. I like that. So, we
0: have one more person in the group.
3: The Reverend, come on, we're waiting, for, we're waiting you. for you.
0: This is a live show, okay?
2: Oh be ready at all times. This
3: Bible,
0: be ready. Are you ready? <laughs> oh yes, I'm ready. Man.
2: Okay, what you? It's in the
0: word. Be ready. What did you You
5: That
2: Jesus Uh Outside of. The-
5: <laughs> <laughs> outside
3: outside that. Outside of
2: black is beautiful, man. Black yeah. is intelligent. Black is smart. Black is knowledgeable. Black is wise. I- <laughs> I think it was great to be around uh, a lot of like-minded people, not even just that, just be around people that knew so much about uh, a demographic that really is all, what they show is all white folks, you know what I'm saying, like when we think about sexuality, think about sexual expression, you usually really see white folks in that, in that that in that spotlight, and I think it's important to see us in that spotlight too, because we show ourselves in a very unique way. Um, in a way that needs to be respected So I, I, I really love the experience And just seeing how people talk about sex openly And how in this conversation It kind of breaks down the stigma that we usually live by you
1: That's what's up. Right. Yo that was dope Yeah that was
0: really really fun
1: Your friends are dope too
0: I'm glad you like them I love when my friends come together and like
1: each other It was really good energy in the room As you guys probably heard yeah. And I wish you had stayed
0: for the rest of the night Because that was some foolery Clownery, if you will. And the clown came back to bite. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I left. You guys went out, and I went back to my hotel room and yeah. like put my stuff in there and just took a shower and like nice. chilled out because that was such a long day, an early, early, early flight. I had to get up at 4. Um... And I just kind of want to get ready for the rest of the weekend. But you were leaving. You were you left that morning?
0: Yeah, I left the next morning. So after a night of following someone who claimed to know the city, but basically brought us to failed spot after failed spot after failed spot, mm. um, me and my homegirl went to St. Louis and, you know, we kind of relived our grad school days. So it was, it was really fun. <laughs> Not I had undergrad, a great weekend. but grad. Grad, okay. Which was a whole
1: other shout out pile to of her. she's she's the best. Yeah. Shout out to you Delisha. Yeah, and I just really enjoyed our conversation um back at the hotel. It was mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, what happened next? So, I actually I stayed um that day that you left. I like I said I went um that night actually mm-hmm. um, that you went out. I went and checked into the hotel I was staying with my line brother, uh Dr. Hezare Warren and just shout out to him real fast. He's um, we actually uh, Part of the trip in Chicago Was to celebrate him and his birthday So we did have a little bit of turn up nice. um, But I just want to just acknowledge him In this space um, He's doing really big things I'm really really proud of him um, Chazare just wrote a book I know I've plugged it before um, It's called Urban Preparation Young Black Men Moving from Chicago South Side To Success in Higher Education It's a great book um, So just shout out to him and everything that he's doing
0: Shout out to you other. I love you
1: He's, you know, he's fancy. So he booked a room at the London House, which was a really, really nice hotel. Nice. Except (laughs) our view, like you open the curtains, Uh was literally the letters T-R-U-M-P. Oh! The London House sits Uh -uh. directly across the street. Yeah, the the Lucifer Suite from, from uh, Madison <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 crazy because if you're on that side of the hotel facing that side I don't know if that was north side mm. or what side that was Hell side. everyone can see cuz it's literally looking at the trump tower That's so that was my view <laughs> the entire weekend which kind of like really fucked up yeah the I'm sure <laughs> the ambiance of the room cuz it was such a nice room um but yeah, we, we celebrated. That sa- that was Saturday that you left. We all went to this place called Fremont for brunch. But it was kind of like, um, it was a buffet slash club. Mm-hmm. So you walk in, it was popping, you had your tables that were kind of set off to the side. In the middle, you had your bar, and then you had the buffet. Music was really, really good, and um, it was a really good time. The desserts were, Like, unbelievable. Like, the presentation of the desserts was A1. But you could just tell whoever. I don't even know what I was eating. I had, like, three different samples of cake and a custard and some other shit. And I was just, like, (laughs) eating, like, different stuff and tasting different things. And it was just all really good. I had a good time. Um, After we ate brunch, we went upstairs, which was an entire club from wall to wall. It was packed full of people. And the In music. the daytime? Yeah. Nice. Um, and, you know, there was a couple of bars up there. Really, really big dance floors. So, it was, it was a good time. But I have to say, I have to say, some of y'all white girls, y'all do the absolute most when y'all get drunk bumping into folks, flailing your arms all around like a wild banshee, oh swinging your hair all over the place, bussing people in the head, knocking people's drinks over, just all in all just so violating white girls space. and me. What'd you say? White girls and me. That's fine. Felt <laughs> a little
0: attacked, but a it's little okay. Tact?
1: That's fine. Could you be swinging your hair back and forth? All the time. All the time. Too much, too much muffins, too much. But it was, it, it was a really nice time. Um, Saturday night we ended with a nice little dinner at ramen, and then we went out for a night on the town, and it was a good time. Wonderful. Um, and yeah, it was dope. I just, I just had a good time. Um, I feel like Chicago was just a completely different vibe than Philly. Um, it was city, you know, but. It was Midwest. So folks just had a different disposition. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Folks weren't walking around angry, at least not majority of the city. You know what I'm saying? We can compare that to the old Philly. This week, everybody's in a good mood because the Eagles won the game. Yes, they did. Yes, (laughs) they did.
0: I literally got back to Philly when the final score was called really? so from the airport people were like really hyped and i was like i need to get the fuck out of here before traffic hits me so yeah.
1: were people watching because on the flight that i was in people, people were, were watching, watching on the flight yeah so i got through um pretty much up into the halftime show mm-hmm. um our flight landed and then i picked up once i got back home oh, nice. oh. so um it was nice to miss the justin timberlake performance
0: who
1: oh yeah the okay. man in the woods She can stay there.
0: The only man in the woods I know is Walden, okay? (laughs) Remember that book from high school, AP English? Okay, those are for those of you who can read, okay? That was a reference.
1: (laughs) Yes. But Chicago was nice. It
0: was. (laughs) And today there was like,
1: huh? Who did you fly?
0: I fly Southwest. I know people clown Southwest, but it gets me where I need to go. And your first two bags are
1: free. and they give you those bomb-ass peanuts? Well, I got those pretzels. I get both. I thought I was going to get a combination, but she gave me two bags of, two bags of pretzels. Uh, and, I, and I The just Bible says, it. ask
0: me you shall receive. You should have sent it back.
1: No, everybody was getting pretzels. Oh, I don't think they okay. had peanuts on my flight. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I was certainly watching, because I, I, I had a window seat. I was watching the wing to make sure no no evil men jumped on you. the wing of the airplane. Because I was um, a little nervous. They had to de-ice the plane, like, three times. From Chicago? And then, yes, and then they're going to have a nerd to tell us, yeah, so we're a little, little delayed, y'all, because as we were filling up for gas, the pipe broke. Okay, so there's certain things that y'all just don't need to disclose to us. The hype
0: busting? How y'all going to fly?
1: And then, and I tweeted, I don't know if y'all saw my tweet, but we were all watching the game, so nobody was embracing or or bracing the, the impact of landing. We landed, and everybody was like, ah! Like, everybody was
0: shook. <laughs> that's probably how the people on the Titanic felt. We were so busy having fun, we didn't see
1: Listen, the iceberg. Well, they, didn't, they, they were in their gowns and their diamonds, honey. <laughs> Not they, everybody. They felt Remember, there they, they were poor people on the boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Down at the bottom. Some things never change. Shout
0: out to the bottoms.
1: Anyway. Hey, on, they, they treat their own people. Uh, like If you ain't okay. on the same if level. If white walkers
0: will play each other.
1: You they will they surely play, play you.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I well, Can I
0: get some I- more of this iced tea? Can I get a iced tea? Yes,
1: Elvarner. <laughs>
0: Thank you. She don't look like Rihanna sometime. Elvarner, you what? Okay. You said Elvarner looked like Rihanna? I was just asking. No.
1: I was just asking. Now all
0: of us look like Eric. No. Oh. That's, that's definitely not. <laughs> God bless you.
1: You gonna know be
0: favoring each other sometimes. Sometimes. Yes. Like somebody today said I look like Sterling K. Brown. And I knew that was racism. Because that's a full lie. Thank you. No, bitch. Let's move the show along. Let's um, move it. Hung music? Actually. Or uh, hung pop.
1: Do you want to do pop? Football? Pop? Okay. know oh, you're right. No, no, no. no. You're right. You're right. Pop. Pop, 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 pop. Y'all was feeling her. I posted... Was um, she at the Super Bowl? No, I posted on the gram and I took a poll. Uh Oh. I I posted a little snapshot of her new video um, with... uh, Is it Offset? I don't know. Someone. One of them. One of them boys. I think it's Offset. Um... And y'all were here for it. I was too. I mean, I'm, I've always been a Tanache fan. And just to give you guys a little update on what's to come. So she actually, this is one of three singles that she promised to release. So there's no drama that we have out now with the video. Um, she looks great. And then there's two more coming, uh, Me So Bad and also Faded Love. Um, these are supposed to be the top singles for her new album that will be coming out entitled Joyride. And the those of you that follow Tanache, um, this probably sounds familiar because in, two, in 2016 she dropped Night Ride so this is a follow up um, this will be her third studio album I don't I haven't seen any release dates um, but Tanache will be watching shout and out we'll to Mariah winning. Carey's
0: Joyride by the
1: way The originator. <laughs> <laughs> What which album was that Emancipation on? of Mimi Emancipation of Mimi, of Mimi? Gee, a full
0: blessing worth of an album yes I gotta
1: shake you off
0: Cause I'm in here and you keep on playing game Like you know I'm
1: here to stay I gotta shake you on Just like the Calcone uh,
0: line. Really in. gotta get up out of here, out here
1: And go somewhere
0: I'm
1: uh, in the mood But
0: somebody who okay. All the love I'm, I'm giving him. for I gotta shake you on <laughs> I Gotta do what's best mm-hmm. for me Baby, I'm not I gotta Yes, Ryan wasn't playing
1: Um, What else do we have? I also posted um, a a poll for uh, Martin. He's apparently rumored to be making a comeback. And you guys kind of gave us a 50-50 response. Some people were hung up on it and some people were hanging up on it. (laughs) I saw a rumor somewhere floating around that Fox might be picking it up, but I wasn't able to confirm that with anything. And today I just decided to sit and look at this infamous video that everybody was talking about and, you know, what kind of Started this rumor and in the video, you know, you do see everybody coming out of the restaurant looking happy and but they did not say (laughs) That Martin is coming back Um, What they did say is um, they kind of hinted around to maybe having a reunion of some some type So that may be something that we can maybe a reunion at his
0: house Because nobody wants to see them on TV. Tommy is
1: dead Mm. That ain't right so you, you're saying a reunion wouldn't be appropriate, mm-hmm. but what if they come together, do a reunion to pay homage to the show, but also they gotta pay respects to Tommy? No, no, you're mm-hmm. not here for and it. And also,
0: Tisha Campbell is Tisha Campbell is booked. Okay? <laughs> She's doing performances at Zen Lounge.
1: How do you every feel? Friday? So, how do you feel about especially in the age of Harvey Weinstein? Mm-hmm. We know that you know she and Martin had a really bad falling out. So, How do mm-hmm. you feel about now? They're kind of coming back together. You know, and... I just heard about
0: this falling out like two days ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was the reason why. Like...
1: Yeah, she claimed sexual harassment, mm-hmm. if, if I'm remembering correctly.
0: I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. You know, part of me is just like for- forgiveness is a beautiful thing. <laughs> I was thing, just about to right? say it's her decision. A part of me also says that uh, Tisha Campbell used to be a part of Scientology, so spirit of confusion is all up in her. Scientology?
1: Right, right. Yeah. Alright, let's move on. Okay.
0: Play with the devil and hear what? Play with your back.
1: <laughs> when you fool around, What you say? When you, when you, when you do cl- clownery? The
0: clown comes back to bite. I love us for real.
1: <sighs> now, that's
0: what needs a reboot. Charm School with Monique. Mm-hmm. Somebody tweeted that and I agree.
1: Well, if she's not getting paid $500,000, I don't think she would do it.
0: Listen, at this point, she's got to take about? what you can get. Okay?
1: At this point is zero dollars.
0: Because if she starts asking people to boycott VH1, that's a rap Monique. <laughs> Sorry, sis.
1: What else we got for home pop?
0: Oh, I don't know. I didn't put nothing in there.
1: No. I think that was it. Oh, oh, did you see the trailer for the new uh, Taraji? No, P. but my girl is working. Thriller. Acrimony.
0: Mm-mm. Tell me about it.
1: Apparently she's a woman scorned. And she's coming back for vengeance. Okay. So it'll be but like Diary of a Perry. Mad Black Woman exactly. part Exactly. I'm like, we've seen this before. We've heard this before. But I'm a really, I, I fucks with her. I love so her, So I will yeah. go see it. I will definitely go see it. Are you going to see it? I'm not excited it? about Tyler Perry doing it, though, to be honest with you.
0: Did you see her Kill Bill movie? Proud Mary? Oh, no, I didn't. We should go see that. This is it
1: still out in theaters?
0: I think so. Didn't it just come out like yesterday?
1: Yesterday? I don't know about that. Oh. I, I don't have to come. see.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the hung music. We have been away for a full week, so we have a lot to catch up on. First things first.
1: You want to do music and then go back to the Eagles? or?
0: I thought we talked about the Eagles. Oh, you got more to say?
1: We didn't talk about the game. I didn't watch it.
0: <laughs> no, go ahead
1: No, I'm asking They won' It's there. I just want to let's talk about it. OK. So the reason why I wanted to bring it up was mm-hmm. because we were Philly. <laughs> That's really it. True. We're Philly, and not only that, um, the game, of course, was um, well acknowledged, well you know, well respected. Um, Philly definitely needed that win, I believe the last time the Eagles won, Super Bowl was in 1960. Um, I understand that the Phillies uh, made some history not too long ago, but Philly really needed this as a win. And it was great for the city, however, the aftermath of the Eagles game mm. really made for mm. a national conversation. Mm. It was all over the news. It was all in the headlines. So I thought it would be appropriate for us to kind of just talk about it. Sure. Um, and mainly because like I was there. I actually went down um, on Broad Street. I was texting you while I was down there. And it was full out pandemonium y'all <laughs> it was it was crazy but you know we all went really because we just wanted to kind of feel that energy right and it, and it was definitely there there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people not everybody was turned up and doing a lot of the crazy shit that you saw um but it was just so I'm trying to think of a word um kind of magical mm-hmm. to be around so many people and to feel their energy um everybody was happy yeah, I think that's really dope. Everybody then, was happy as hell. <laughs> yeah. And I
0: think the happiness continued today, too, right? There was like a huge parade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in Center City. So that's really dope.
1: Very dope. Um, there was a lot going on. So I just wanted to read um, Slate put out an article. And I wanted to share a little bit of it. So there was two sides to the aftermath. Two perspectives. One perspective was, yo, look at these crazy folks out here tearing the city down. And if this had been black folks, we would have all been bulldozed down, which is true. And the other part of it was, compared to what was being reported and going on in other cities during the time, Philly was really not that bad. So I want to give the two perspectives and allow the people listening to kind of figure out what side they're on or if they're in the middle.
0: So compared to what's was going on in other cities,
1: so like University of Massachusetts, uh-huh. um, they were in the news because there were tons of arrests, um, and there was a lot going on there um, related the, to like winning the sports aftermath. Games? Of okay, the game. okay, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Slate uh, wrote an article. It's called "Terrifying Things Heard on the Philadelphia Police Scanner After the Eagles Won the Super Bowl," um, and you guys can Google it. Um, But it's kind of interesting. I'll read just some of the things. Mm -hmm. Um, At 10.20 p.m., thousands going south on Broad Street from Spring Garden. Okay. Um, 10.40 p.m., I got 2,000 college students coming from Walnut Street to 30th to Center City. Um, It's endless, Chief. It's just endless. I've got people coming up on the ramps on 676 Eastbound. I don't have a clue how they're getting up. Let's see. About four stories above the Wawa, we got people out on the ledge. Be advised that people are flying drones at 15th and Market. They're on top of trash trucks. There is to be no one on top of trash trucks. Trash trucks, guys. We have multiple people on Broad Street swinging on light poles. They just flipped a car over here. You got to get a medical response team over here. I greatly appreciate it. I got a fire on Broad Street just south of South. Someone lit a Christmas tree on fire. This is extremely horrible. We need rescue here. We got someone horribly injured from a fall. Hmm. They're climbing up the fire escape on top of the roof of a building. A man just jumped off the light pole and landed on his head. Mercy. On the southwest corner, the pole is about to collapse. There are about 40 of them on the pole. We have a large crowd throwing bottles and chanting Meek Mill. <laughs> yeah, they were. It was Meek Mill, Big Dick Nick, and... Who? Fuck, uh, Fuck uh, Tom Dick Brady. Dick. Those, those were the three uh, chants that were going on for the night. Big Herosexual
2: Dick: sexual men screaming out Big Dick Nick. Okay. Sexual. I should have been at the, <laughs>
0: I should have been at the, the
2: festival. Did you provide the context of those messages or like through the police scanner? Of the that was the first the thing I said.
1: Department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first thing I said. I got somebody jumping on the top of the fire truck now. They're throwing bottles at the cops. Please send SWAT team. So those are just some of the things that um, were going over the scanner. Um, and so just to, just to give some context, I want to share the other article Um, Maybe I don't. Well, okay, yeah, I'll share it. This is uh, Philly.com, so it could be biased. They said, basically, at the end of the night, you did have one gas station looted at Broad and Catherine. You had traffic lights tore down outside City Hall, and a couple of windows at Macy's were shattered. They said a few fights broke out, and the awning outside the Ritz Carton collapsed. One car was flipped on its side. One fan ate horseshit. Oh, my goodness. This actually happened. They said besides that, the celebrations were large, large, largely peaceful. In fact, more people, six to be exact, were arrested during the post-game disturbances at the University of Massachusetts. So, the article. this article is kind of countering, like, listen... It just really wasn 't that bad, yeah. and to that point i 'll just say that you know when I was down there, we were kind of like all over down in city hall there i i didn 't see any violence, mm-hmm. um, there could have been a lot of violence because it was so many people that everybody was getting pushed, everybody was getting pushed, and sometimes you were getting like pushed pretty damn hard i didn 't see anybody throw any fists i didn 't hear any name calling. <laughs> People, but the, right, people were throwing a lot of bottles. One of the friends that we went actually got, like, hit. taken down by a bottle. He got hit in the eye with a bottle. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And okay. it kind of fucked him up a little bit. Um, so, shout out to him. I hope he's okay. Didn't you say he still had a black eye?
2: I mean, I saw him in the his I was still red,
1: but... Was it black, though?
2: No, it was just, like, eye.
1: Damn. So, he got hit all
2: right.
1: So, it was crazy. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy. We were on the L going down to City Hall. I thought the L was going to rock off the tracks because it was so many people on the L and they were rocking the L back and forth. I was scared for my life. And honestly, there were a few times when we were downtown, I was just like, all right, (laughs) let me just keep an eye on what's going on around me because shit just got a little crazy. The
2: fireworks were the things that, like, I think got us most nervous. Because it sounded like bombs were going
1: off. Yeah, they were really loud.
2: And there, were nowhere, there was nowhere to go
1: if it was not problem. I think that was the thing that kind of a cat a Right. And people were jumping from those light poles. Somebody fell on their head. Somebody died from jumping off a light pole.
0: It's too much. It was crazy. For it was what? a lot. For what?
1: It was a lot, but I mean, it's. it's go Eagles. Fans. It's, it's go Eagles, but then it's just like, all right, it's a lot.
0: I was proud of the Eagles. I posted a green heart on Twitter from my bed, (laughs) you know? And that is just what I had to give. Yeah, I guess we all have our ministries.
1: (laughs) How do you feel about all the craziness that went on down? Because they were literally, and we watched, they were tearing the city up. Too much for me,
0: yeah. Like when I saw a video of a car getting flipped, I was just like, for why, right? When I saw people on top of the Ritz Carlton, I'm just like, what is the purpose, right? Can't you just say yay, drink something, and go to sleep? That's too much, that's too much. And some people do have a point, right? You compare this to the different protests that have been had in various cities, you know, like advocating for black lives. And there's so much backlash on that, right? And when property is destroyed because that's the only way to get people's attention to show you that black lives do matter, there's so much backlash in that. But you're flipping cars, you're jumping off places, you're taking your own life for the Eagles who literally are walking away with a trophy and a check.
1: Right? And you're called a fanatic. When, had it been the other way around, it would have been these thugs. A thug.
0: A thug. Okay, All right. That's fine. What about you, audience? What do y'all think?
2: I think what it did was it highlighted, which most people aren't talking about, is the wealth divide in Philadelphia. Mm. And what, like, the winning of the championship meant to the city. Come closer. More importantly,
0: Come closer so the people can hear you.
2: Well, if you want me to move up. Jmo1911 at Instagram.com. Hey. No, No, so I think one of the things that we're leaving out of the narrative or that's being left out of the narrative is the, um, the demonstration of the wealth divide here in Philadelphia. Um, while we were down there, these people weren't just shooting fireworks in the air. They were, like, shooting them, like, in front of the Ruth Carlton, in front of all these loft departments, throwing bottles. Like, it was...
1: And the cops were standing there. And the
2: cops were standing there.
1: Until about 2 o'clock? But the cops literally stood by and watched the city get... And they were just like, no, nah, y'all can have the city. As long as nobody is fighting, nobody's getting hurt, the cops stood there and let this shit go down.
2: And I think what also plays into that, though, is these are cops who are making forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year standing outside of buildings where these are million-dollar apartments and these people aren't Philadelphia natives. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? So it's like this... I think it really spoke when you saw the people... Because when you think of Philadelphia, we're the 5th largest city in the United States, but we're the like poorest of, the, of them all. Like we have um, the highest numbers of deep poverty of all the major cities, including Detroit. Um, so I think that willingness to like stand aside because it wasn't happening in South Philly, it was happening in Center City, which made the difference when you look at like the people who live in center city versus people that live in South Philly, all of those cops live in South Philly. Most of the white ones, they're Italian, Mm -hmm. they're generational part of the Philadelphia police department. And you know, they're here standing in front of like these, again, these million dollar law and apartments in the middle of like center city. What like, what, how much do you really care?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm So you're saying had it happened in South Philly, they might've had more restraint.
2: I think had it happened, had the protests happened in South Philly up on Cotman. Well, it wasn't a protest, right? It was like. Well, not a protest. Uh, but yeah, if, yeah. Had, the, had these things ha- happened in like on Cotman Avenue up in the Northeast sure. or down in South Philly, which is like both areas, which are heavily um, white Italians, mm-hmm. the so response helps, would yeah. have been different. Yeah. Um, I think, though, because it happened in the center city and happened particularly in the presence of like these wealthy people who are raising outsiders in the city. And I think it just speaks to the undertone of, like, the wealth divide
1: here in Philadelphia. And also the politics, right? Because I'm sure some of these kids, these were predominantly white kids. White kids and white girls. I'm sure some of these kids went to Penn. I'm I'm sure some of these kids went to Drexel. I'm sure some of these kids have dads who sit in the courts in Philly and who work at City Hall. And it's just like, that also adds, it ups the ante. And it's just like, the cops are, are less likely to fuck with you when they know that the police commissioner has to get elected the following year. Oh, yeah. And it's all this politics going into Almost it. Oh, definitely,
2: It was definitely political. It was definitely white pur- a display of white privilege. But it was also a display yeah. of, of wealth inequality here in Philadelphia, I think.
1: I, I agree with you. And the white privilege point is I, that really hit me hard. Because um, I don't know how else to describe it. It was just kind of unbelievable to, to watch The white folks literally tear the city down um and get so much kick out of it and it it was celebrated um and 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 encouraged and i just feel like just we we would never be able to have that yeah that's why i didn't mind
2: stepping on a light pole here and there because it was like I pissed on City Hall. Opportunity when I get outside of City Hall or pissed on City Hall. (laughs) There's a photo somewhere floating in the universe. Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Post it to
0: Tumblr if you have that photo. (laughs) But what
2: other opportunity in our life, and I think Eric and I said this to each other that night, what opportunity in life will we ever have this chance again to be a fucking vigilante with white (laughs) folks and tear up their shit? That's
0: real. Well, y'all better go ahead, Batman and Robin.
1: Okay, <laughs> y'all better be vigilant. Well, let the record let the record <laughs> say and, and show that we we did not participate. We did not
2: participate. No. But we we, we, were we there. definitely
1: stood and watched and and yeah. Fuck it,
2: I eat it. I was rooting it on, like you yeah. know. Tear it up, white boys. Set it on fire. I don't give a shit. It's not mine, and you don't care about
1: either. Because when the black dude got up there, it was like, no, get down. Yeah, down. A, yeah, <laughs> don't great.
2: jump. That's for white people <laughs> yes, only. When, yes, when my brother got up there, I was like, oh, my, nigga, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Which me, is girl. interesting
1: because no black. He was the only black person I saw out of that entire well, night. One, he probably
2: went to Villanova and had all white friends. Who he was down there with? Because if he was down there with a black group, they would never have like agreed. Like, like, yeah, go ahead and climb with that white boy like, oh, nah, don't let people take
1: that. I couldn't believe they were jumping like that. And I really feel like they were hitting the ground. I don't know if the crowd was catching them. But, I mean, the crowd throwing bottles at your head, why would they catch you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the gag was, though, the, it was like, it was a game. They were up there hitting you and throwing bottles at you, trying to knock you off. You were a, a target, a sitting target. However, if you caught the beer and took the can and smashed it against your head and then drunk it, they started cheering for you. You remember? We were like, "Yo, dude, come to beer!" Like on a couple occasions, he took the can, crushed it against his head, until it started like spouting out, and started oh, to drink it out the side that. of the can. And the crowd like clapped for him. And then it was like, "Go ahead, let go, and fall back."
1: It's too much. That's some Aryan shit. Too much. That's, That's some Aryan, Aryan shit. Aryan
2: brotherhood
0: shit. <laughs> it's Spirit too much. <laughs> of
1: too much.
0: All right. Well, thank you for that perspective, J Mo. Nineteen. Is he on Wi Fi?
1: <laughs> yeah, the password oh, right here <laughs> Look, y'all I got the password to my Wi-Fi Or my refrigerator So people can just read it And I'll have to keep giving it to people um, But yeah, shout out to the Eagles Go Eagles Go
0: Eagles
1: It was a great game, by the way
0: Yeah, yeah it was
1: I I didn't The underdog made a comeback <laughs> uh, It was good
0: Shout out Alright, wanna move to the music?
1: I know we did a little music with Tanache, but that was more like listener feedback mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: um so last week i know we're late boots but was it last week or the week before it was the grammys I feel
1: like it's the week before wasn't that su- not this past weekend but the weekend before was yeah it, was it some time sunday?
0: ago yeah sunday mm-hmm. there was no housewives of atlanta Sunday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) wait, Or was there Housewives of Atlanta that week? No, there was that week, but there wasn't during the Super Bowl. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, the Grammys, how did you feel about it? Grammys were good, I feel like. Um, They were decent. They were decent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kendrick opened, and I thought his performance was really, really good. I really liked Childish Gambino's performance, which actually, excuse me, had me go back to that music. Okay. Because... I listened to his album a couple times but I really didn't feel it that album is it so was that bad. live performance and you guys have heard me say it before it's usually a live performance that will captivate me yeah um it's not always the, the studio albums that will get me into an artist so that performance that he did I'm trying to remember the name of the song I forgot the name of the song not not Terrified I think that, that's what's called I think that was the song that he did okay um I was gonna call it so. <laughs> Is it Vis- called terrified? No, you was like, really? That's
0: it?
2: <laughs> no, because <laughs> I'm thinking just
0: in living color. You know, the tribute. That would have been my title. Look well,
1: so ahead. Um, you got me looking ahead. Cardi
0: was a real cute addition to that live. She really did her thing.
1: She did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called terrified. It's on his most recent album. Um, but yeah, Cardi B and Bruno. Um, Congrats to them, and, and, and congrats to Bruno. He he had a couple of wins for the night. Um, I thought Kendrick looked so adorable. He's lost a little weight. I feel like he's a little thinner than what he used to be. Mm. And I like it. You like him thin. <laughs> <laughs> I Well, I like him thick. Okay. So... <laughs> Any, it, how do you feel about the Grammys? Any, Anything stuck out to you?
0: I thought it was cute.
1: Um, SZA didn't win anything, did she?
0: SZA didn't win anything. But, you know, she won the night. She was there. And I was watching her be there. Okay. You know? She cute. was in the University of Maryland with her Maryland jersey on. Um,
1: <laughs> so go Terps. Go Terps. Yeah. She did her thing. Yes. Easter
0: Terps Easter. in the room. Eastern Shore. Hold on. Easter Shore. Easter shore. Easter. The devil is alive. <laughs> We
1: are the flagship, okay?
0: <laughs> what is an Eastern Shore? Right. Okay. It's all about. It's like no, no offense to
2: though, <laughs> any listeners from the Eastern like, Shore. You go to Penn, no, I went with Drexel. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Okay. We <laughs> have someone from Drexel on the couch, and someone. He them. looks salty we'll too. More
1: though, well, so and, you, and do y'all know Dre- Drexel and Penn cost the same? So the Grammys
0: were cute. Now, one big upset that some people had was the fact that Jay-Z did not win album of the year.
1: He didn't win anything.
0: He didn't, right? But we'll acknowledge the fact that his album was everything. And him, Beyonce in blue, looked amazing. And Beyonce reminded me of a mother at church who has all her snacks for her baby but is dressed to the nine. (laughs) She spoke to my spirit. She did. Now, what I have is some Grammy tea for you, right? Because not a lot of people caught on to this. But guess who did? Me. So we talked about Destiny's Child earlier today. The moment Jay-Z had his little upset, Latavia Ro- Roberson, for those of you who um, don't know, she's one of the original members of Destiny's Child, tweeted, when you buy your nomination and lose, dot, dot, dot. Well, right? But then she deleted it so quickly, nobody really picked up. Now, say what you want about young Latavia. Can she sing? Nope. But. She has a gift with a pen, and she's the one who helped write Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. So she has a special place in my heart. But I have a message for her, sis. You don't have to do this, right? Come on, sing to the sing. Couldn't tell little Jackie nothing. 16, thought she knew it all. (laughs) Sing, y'all. Come on, choir. She was searching for the love she missed, yeah. the words. What'd she do, J Mo? And so she ran away. (laughs) That was Latavia. But she doesn't have to tweet like this. Just stay in your lane, sis. You don't want, you know. Slow down, sis. Slow down. You're moving way too fast. You're the one who wrote the lyrics. (laughs) Follow your own lyrics. You're only an ex-member of Destiny's Child. There's so much for you to have.
1: Okay. So is she like referring to the fact that he's kind of created his own platform?
0: Well, she said when you buy your nomination, that's not creating your platform. That's buying a nomination.
1: Well, I mean, she could be speaking in literal terms or she could be hinting Mm. to something. Mm. Speaking of which, I wanted to share um, a tweet uh, DJ Scratch. Um, in, in regards to Jay-Z not winning. He said, in my opinion, last night's snub only proved how powerful Jay-Z has become. He's go. won 21 Grammys, but this is the first time in history an artist went platinum on his own platform, which was titled, which is title. Mm. No other digital platform, so no iTunes, no Spotify, no Amazon, could sell 444 until he gave the green light. He talked about financial freedom in 444, but it also proved it by selling 444 on his own platform. This is a serious threat to the music industry because if he wakes up a generation of artists to become independent, the record labels will literally die. Nice. Mr. Carter has, was a businessman, but now ha- he has become an institution. Congratulations to the Carters.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: I agree. Those sentiments are right
1: and real. So that's why I was wondering if she was referring to him kind of, she's like, I don't know.
0: Well, I don't know. We don't even know if she was referring to him, right? So so many people were speculating, oh, uh, she's talking well, about I, Cardi B. And then she oh, tweeted after okay. that, oh, I'm not talking about Cardi, I love her.
1: And so then it was just like, ah! what is happening? But why is she even commenting on anyone buying any type of nomination when you're not, you don't even have a seat Ooh. in the house? Oh
0: my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, in her defense she was probably taping R and She sounded She's sounded
1: like Azalea Banks, like shut Ooh, up. Oh, Azalea
0: Banks can sing though. I no, don't know.
1: That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I'm, can. Yes, that's not can. what I Oh you mean the tweet? Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's, she's getting in her Azalea Banks bag by mm. talking about something that she may not have any business talking about. Listen. Until you're back in the studio, until you have some things to collect, until you have some receipts. Like, why are you, why are you speaking negatively about somebody else? I don't
0: know. I don't know. Yeah. But now we know she's not going to be at Coachella.
1: She ain't, she ain't nowhere right now. Uh. She wasn't at the Grammys either. Mm. She
0: was in Atlanta
1: <laughs> She wasn't
0: So at- chill Well, <laughs> Latavia like, I still love you We follow each other on Twitter
1: <laughs> We do You see me I see you <laughs> What do you think about the Rihanna performance I died So I love Rihanna <gasps> Rihanna. Was, I love Rihanna Rihanna was high and drunk Drunk and high yeah. <laughs> don't, don't bear <laughs> oh, Sit down That's what happens when people knock <laughs> Dogs bark <laughs> Sit down. Sit
2: down.
1: Go sit down. Okay, where were we at? Rihanna. Rihanna. Um, She was amazing.
0: She can do no wrong in my
1: book. What did you think about the performance, though? She was hilarious.
0: She was getting her life, and I was getting my life watching
1: her. You didn't think there was any comedy in that performance? You thought that was just a normal... Everyday reality. She was I crazy. lived I lived She was <laughs> She Yo She was, she was, at was <laughs> cracking up In those dance moves Like <laughs> And she was like
2: Yeah bitch hit my mark and She was she, like mm, Yeah girl yeah.
1: But she was having a good time though And that's what I really There appreciated was one part When she sat down That's why people Cause she her. was a little winded Oh I, didn't, I missed that part You missed
2: it <laughs> When she
0: sat down On the little ledge and It was just like Yeah Ugh. I know you want to see me in the egg.
1: Rihanna has smoked the L before that performance. That's my girl. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's so real. She keeps it real. Yeah, yeah. We fucks with her. We fucks with Riri. Um, what else?
0: I don't know. That's all I had. That's
1: really all I had, too. Just shout out to all the winners for the night. Um, I know that there was some talk about it being like women weren't being represented that night. Men were winning all the awards. Um, do you think the Grammys or any type of institution like this has a responsibility socially to respond to those type of things? Like, do you think the Grammys should have sat down and said, all right, we're going to to do things a little different this year because of the social climate that we're in and we want to make sure we, re- we represent women? Do you think that would be appropriate? Or I don't do you think they, they, have, they should just do what they normally do? I don't
0: think they should do it because of the social climate. I think they should do it because it's right, right? Mm-hmm. They should give everybody a chance to kind of be out here and shine. It shouldn't go to all men. It shouldn't go to all white walkers. It should mm-hmm. go to people who have the talent who deserve the prize, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. But are they going to do it? Probably not, OK? <laughs> Let's reference Adele's speech when she said from her mouth that Beyonce deserved her award. <laughs> Never forget, hashtag.
1: Speaking of which, Queen B looked wonderful. Amazing, yeah, with that hat. With the hat, with the Panther earrings, mm-hmm. like, And all three of her everything. outfits
0: throughout, I guess, the Grammy season, the Grammy weekend, I think were dedicated to that Black Panther um, premiere coming out, so.
1: I wonder if she's going to have anything to do with the soundtrack.
0: Ooh, I didn't see her on the track list that got released, oh, you never know. Released? It could be a bonus I track featuring that. Beyonce. So track Beyonce, Beyonce. Yes. Very cool. <laughs> So, shall we move into Hung Up or Hanging Up?
1: Yeah. All
0: right. You want to go first? Well,
1: you can go. I'll wait.
0: Okay. So, I am absolutely hung up this week. I've um, recently read an article, um, an interview that was done with um, Quincy Jones. And 85-year-old Quincy Jones is who I aspire to be at 26. Right. I th- I.
1: thought. You know what? I need to finish reading that. Thank mm. you for sending that to this me. This man
0: is a man who lived his truth, who is just full of honesty and who does not give a fuck. Now it could be because he's absolutely rich and can and has the room to not give a fuck but he just spoke to my soul. He has
1: those receipts. He kept a file, okay? He kept a file from like the time he was 20. (laughs) He kept a file from the very beginning.
0: (laughs) On everybody. He said Michael Jackson was a thief. And then I love how he would always end everything like, love him to death, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You can love somebody, but be real about yourself and with them. About them. Yeah. I love you.
1: But it was some bullshit, Bullshit, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right.
0: Michael Jackson was greedy and that he was on all the medications, right? He said that Ivanka Trump and him dated, which I'm not even going to touch on him and these however many girlfriends he has. A mess.
1: He said he dated Ivanka. Yeah. Oh. Mm
0: -hmm. So shout out to you for doing what you need to do. Did
1: did he mention when he dated her? Ciao. He didn't spill that tea, did he?
0: Maybe he did. I didn't. I don't have the. I didn't keep a file on that one. You right? didn't.
1: I'm sure he did.
0: Then he also <laughs> mentioned that Richard Pryor, and this had the Saints gagging on
1: Twitter, oh. that
0: he said Richard Pryor and Marvin Gaye would sleep with Marlon Brando, right? Spilling everybody's tea,
1: right? So I wonder why he would say that. Because
0: he's old and don't give a fuck.
1: Was he provoked? I guess like mm-hmm. he spilled it. Okay. okay. <laughs>
0: he offered the information
1: and he does not (laughs) care I absolutely
0: loved this interview I almost threw my phone like 10,000 times he's everything I will forever be hung up on Quincy Jones and I hope one day to meet him and to share some deep dark secrets of mine so that he can share them with the world
1: so was his okay (laughs) yes so was his interview like a read was it Like, what what was the takeaway from the interview? Like, do you think it was a good interview? Do you think he was just being shady? Like, No, I don't think he was being shady at all.
0: They were really just interviewing him about his life, his experiences, and the state of music. And one thing that really just blessed my soul was that Mm. he really is so passionate about music. And he said that music today sucks because people don't take the time to really build on their craft. They're focused more so on the money rather than just making good art. And so he was saying... Money has never really been a focus of his. His focus was really learning the basics of music and building upon it to create something new. And then he was able to do that, right? And then the money just came. So he was just like, the stuff I was doing with Michael Jackson, I was doing before Michael Jackson. So when it finally got time for me to like, Work with him and to make all of this great music that you guys are used to. It was nothing because I had mastered my craft, and he's like, that's what so many people are not doing. And so I well, don't know. It was a dope interview.
1: I think I feel like you gotta give people a chance to get there. I think someone like Quincy Jones can say that because he has the receipts and he's he's been he's been there, right? Mm-hmm. I think that. Is all music trash? No. There, there are certainly some great artists out here. There are certainly some great musicians um, out here. I think, is is music how it used to be? Pro- I mean, I guess probably not. But nothing is really how it used to be. True. And, you know, I just feel like... Old... <laughs> old men like him can just be a little harsh. But I know that they mean well. But it's it's, you know... I'm just wondering, you know, where's the encouragement and the, and, and the uplifting, especially for young artists who are coming through. Mm. No one's going to start out being a Janet Jackson. Well, he did no say he gonna loved No one's going to start Kendrick. out being a, be- a Beyonce. You mm. know what I mean? Even Beyonce didn't start out being Beyonce. Trish. Like You have to start somewhere and work your way up. And speaking of which, going back to the conference, um, that was a topic. They were saying that black men shouldn't be, can't be mediocre. Mm. And I was just like, well, wait a minute where's where's the room and the opportunity to let people grow because we're not going to always start out there. But what I took from that was we should never settle True. with that, True. right? Yes, yeah. we all start somewhere, but the goal is onward and upward. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah. And he did mention that, though, he likes some artists. So he mentioned Kendrick. He mentioned Chance the Rapper. Oh, so cool. I think okay. He, okay, I think he okay. had like a balanced perspective. I don't know. I do. Okay. I'm going to keep this article, though, because... It, it really inspired me. So I'm just going to go back but and read it. But
2: we'll the like, Kendrick and Chance versus, like, Beyoncé and, like, some of the other artists that yeah. you mentioned. Yeah, 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 yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't mention. Right. Like, Beyoncé had memes, which helped propel her to the place where she is today, where a person like Kendrick didn't come from means, right. who But was able to develop an avenue and a platform for himself. Yeah. Right. Using a different type of medium, right? Like there's a difference. So yeah. I, and with him, Quincy Jones was, you know, he rolled in the days with like Malcolm X. Like this was a dude that was a saxophonist who like started from the bottom down here. So there people was that, that we group. don't have
1: in our communities today, right? Right. Yeah. And so with, and I can see why get, he's. So yeah. I get when he talk, when he talks about these things yeah. and how
2: he looks at the industry. He's he doesn't see the struggle that that people have to endure to like be great and successful. He doesn't see that in an artist, which is why when he mentions a person like Kendrick, mm-hmm. he sees that in a person like Kendrick, because Kendrick is a person that like, I didn't have any means, I struggled, and I did it like, I, I had to think outside of the box, which is what Quincy Jones did.
0: Yeah, so he saw himself. And he actually said something similar to that in the um, in the interview.
2: Hmm. For artists now, it's like, yeah, the industry has changed and like, you don't have a chance to be and all that good stuff but it, it's just like artists now have more leverage of what they want to be how they want to be how they want to do it and what they want to do which is something that's unheard of so, mm-hmm. I, so yeah so like
1: an example would be if i wanted to start being an artist tonight i could open my own youtube page and literally create my own platform and put myself out there, whereas before no, just you that. couldn't do that. Is that fast, is that what you're fast saying? Fast forward
2: that because that's how Kendrick started too, because they had to use these other mediums like MySpace and so on and so forth to, right. even get, the, the yeah, clients clients to get to the Yeah MySpace was huge to get to an actual label. What he's talking about, because he's more of a label man, is that in the label, the label owned you. Like back in the day, mm-hmm. I mean, Prime Case, Motown, he owned them. He dictated every move that you know. very dictated every move that any of his artists made. Right, now, that's what I'm
1: saying. So now, as you could really be an independent artist and kind of do
2: yeah, now your own you thing, not rock nation or death jam or so on and so forth. You're limited in some of the things you can do, but you still have majority control of like who you want to be and what your image is and what type of music, more important, what, music that what type of music out. you right, want to put out. Right, right.
1: Because I think tanache and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I heard that she did her whole first album in her bedroom on her computer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So just speaking to that, like access, right. right? And just having the ability, resource, it's a different time, right? Like you say, you couldn't do these things back. Back then, when you know, because well, be it's subjective real
2: about the music industry as it stands today. Mm-hmm. Quincy Jones is a real artist. Mm-hmm. These people now are not real artists, and we can't name five.
1: Well, I think that's subjective. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, you think so? Yes, mm-hmm. because everybody's Just opinion it's about a good
2: beat with 808 and a couple of like decent lyrics where the, where the rhymes match. Like, you know, that doesn't make it good music.
1: So your comment is my point. That it's subjective because somebody out here that's walking by might actually dig it. You know what I'm saying? So what sounds good and what is good is different for everybody. True, and a
2: person like Quincy Jones is looking at context and quality more so than production and more than production and like resale value. Yeah. Where the industry is looking at you now like how many dollars or can how you many bring streams in. can I get off of you? Right. Or a person like Quincy Jones is like I don't give a damn if you got a thousand streams if your shit is like legit like some right. good shit that I can listen to and it's like quality and if you're talking about something other than like some, Some bullshit. Because like, to your point, because
1: to your point, there are a lot of artists out who have a huge platform. That again, it's subjective.
2: Like may not, may sure. not,
1: should have it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Britney Spears, she had a huge platform. She was big. But do you think Quincy or a lot of people? Um, okay. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, like, they wouldn't call her a singer. You know what I'm saying? But no, again, but to, you, it's I, subjective, I, right? I think when
2: you talk about that, though, the conversation, you have to separate white versus black artists. White artists is completely commercial, it's not about any kind of, like, artistry. Where black artists, You really have to be a fucking artist and be able to perform and have content. It's so much more that comes along to that, which is why when you look at like the 90s, like 96 on up, or not even 96 on up, when you start with like, what's the fucking group with that um, the Wahlberg Wahlberg brothers were in? Um, New Kids on the Block. Like when they started producing those types of groups, it wasn't about content or quality, it was about like commercialism. How can we sell you? You can be shit. And we're still like, how do we sell you and market you? Britney Spears is, a, you don't Justin think they Bieber is the modern day Britney Spears. It's about commercial Not about like, quality of or not about artistry, artistry or the uh, quality of like music. Not at all. No, not at all.
0: You know what, God bless you, J-Mo. 1911 on Instagram. We mm-hmm. might have to have you back for other discussions.
1: Please. Okay. I'm
2: socially
0: inclined. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm what so about crazy. you, Eric? Are you hung up or hanging up?
1: So this week, I uh, just wanted to really keep my hang up short. Um... I really am just, I I, want to hang up specifically um, on Camilla Cabello. She actually gave a speech at the Grammys. And in the speech, she stated, tonight, in this room full of dreamers, we remember that this country was built by dreamers, for dreamers, chasing the American dream. So I'm hanging up on her. But really, it's more of a general hang up, right? I'm hanging up on really anyone that fails to acknowledge the plight um, the fight the struggle um, of black people in America mm-hmm. uh, we are not dreamers um, we did not come to America to be a dreamer um, we were we were enslaved we were bought here we were killed we were murdered we were raped we were molested um, we were sexually tortured we were in bondage mm-hmm. and then when we got out of bondage the America went on an all-out assassination on black communities and black families with Jim Crow laws, with mass incarceration, with the influx of drugs being, um, you know, systematically put into different neighborhoods, especially, you know, like Harlem um, back in the 80s. Um, I'm just hanging up on anyone who who feels like they can come to this country and really say these type of things when they haven't done their work, they haven't done their research, and they really don't know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. A lot of people on social media dragged Camilla, because you sound stupid talking about this country was built by dreamers. It wasn't. It wasn't, and I think the unfortunate part is that a lot, um, not just Latinos, a lot of people who come to this country really don't take the time to, to research the history. They come to the country with their history um, and then they just want to chase the American dream. They don't really want to know what the history what, what is the history of this country. If I moved to another country or somewhere like that, I would want to know like what is the history of this land? How did the people who are here actually get here? Um, I think a lot of people see America as just a place of opportunity, but they really don't take the time to really recognize and acknowledge what black people have done and have continued to do. To do. Um, and just, you know, we're constantly being ignored and left out of a lot of these conversations. Um, so I'm, my hang up is on her. Camilla. Unpack that a little
2: bit. Being the son of a Jamaican immigrant, unpack
1: that. I'm not a son of an American immigrant. a Jamaican immigrant.
2: No, me, I'm talking about. So oh. listening to that, like, unpack that for me. Because I think a lot so, of here's another example. That, like, people come here and they don't like you know they don't understand or know like unpack that so Ooh, they don't respect you're it. Talking about.
1: So Camilla. so I'm hanging up on Camilla Cabello because of what she said. So I'll give another example. Our American, Black Americans' relationship with Africans is often very. Um, they're known to not get along. Mm-hmm. And it's really just a respect of culture. Right? One one culture thinks this is what we've been through and we want to be acknowledged. And then black people are over here saying the same thing. So this is just another example of someone misspeaking for black Americans. This country was not built by dreamers, it was built by enslaved black Americans. And that's, that was and that's really what my point was.
0: Yeah, and what in support of your point, what I was hearing also is that sometimes it's easier for those who can easily assimilate into the culture, having moved from somewhere else, to have this idea of what America is, this kind of like whitewashed idea, right? So it's kind of like you're here. So it influences you to kind of make statements like this country was built on dreamers because that's kind of what you know. You don't Mm -hmm. understand the struggle. You don't understand the history. You don't understand that this... um, has a dark history or maybe you've chosen not to acknowledge it because yeah. it's yeah. been so easy for you to yeah. it, right? <laughs> right? So maybe separating that more so from like the black American and African context, but like specifically speaking to people who look like and who may have had an experience like Camilla. Yeah. Is that yeah. mean? Yeah. And that was yeah. what I
2: was trying to get like to like delineate between the two or three because a person can hear that and they can think one thing, well, I know where you're coming from, mm-hmm. and like Patrick just kind of like broke it down. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, yeah. and I definitely don't want to make a general statement.
2: Because um, the dreamers, to be honest, and again, this is jmo1911 Instagram, I'll <laughs> say this, and you can send your comments to me, the dreamers owe the Negro race a debt of gratitude because if it weren't for us and the work that we did and our ancestors have done in this country, There'd it be would no be the American dream that you see today. <laughs> there we have
1: it. And that's all I'm saying. Like, res- pay respect. Put respect on our oh, okay. name. But we know some of us will die not getting respect because they just refuse to do it. So are you hung up or are you hanging up this week? Oh, no, you already did yours. I'm sorry. Oh, so I just wasn't on the show today. Okay, that's fine. That's fine, Eric. The whole show.
0: Everyone, this was (laughs) another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am the invisible P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at (laughs) IAMPRYAN.
1: I will not have you close the show up like that. Okay. I love you. I'm just joking. Please. I'm just joking. I know. I know. I'm Eric, guys. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E Dante Cole. Find
0: us both, chickens, on Instagram and Twitter at Hungapod. That's H U N G U P P O D, Facebook.com slash Hungapod.
1: Send your love and feedback to Hungapod at gmail.com.
0: And for the culture, send your dick pics. To hugapod@gmail.com. Oh,
1: okay. joking.
0: I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, if you want, hey, it's Oh God. Oh <laughs> my God. And also, thank you for your ratings. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Keep them coming on our Apple Podcast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and all the other things we're on.
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate y'all um, sticking with us. I know we took a week off. I hope you all took that time to get caught up. Oh, okay. On the prior episode. Because I know some of y'all are behind. All right? <laughs> right. From from um, our inbox on Instagram, okay. some of y'all are behind. On episode two. So hopefully. <laughs> Just you know what? <laughs> then you ain't trying. Okay.
0: <laughs> and thank you to our three guests, Kelly, Beyonce, and
2: Michelle.
1: Yo, oh, thanks weird. for the applause. So let's go around one more time. We have JMO1911? Yes. J-M-O-1911 at
2: Instagram.
1: Who else we got? Sterling G on Instagram and... <laughs> Julian Moore. J-U-L-I-E-N-A-M-O-R. J- it's yes. subtitled. <laughs> it's subtitled, y'all. <laughs> <Her>. <laughs> All right. Say night, Eric. Peace out, y'all. Bye.
3: When you were growing up, did they always want you singing in the church? Every time the Sunday church opened, they wanted you up there singing a solo? They did,
0: but you know what? I never sang in church. Never did? No, I, I, I never did sing in church. My mother would have loved for me to have sung in church, but I didn't singing church. I didn't, I didn't believe in that faucet value of turning all that spirit on and off. It's Sunday now, so I'm going, you know, I'm going to jump back and shout. get on and shout. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't, don't I do not I not raise that. hell on Monday. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> I might have felt like that Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, that was always a very personal statement and area of my life.